On today's Hashi, I discuss 2023's housing turnover rate, record highs in June, a four-year outlook for the housing market, and commercial real estate in New York City. Today is Tuesday, July 18, 2023. I am Byron Lazine, and the Hashi starts now. Good morning and welcome back to the hot sheet. If you are tuning in to the live stream, please let me know which market you're tuning in from in the comments. We've got a whole bunch to go over. The housing doom and gloomers aren't going to be happy about this one. We have a whole bunch of new information just released from Redfin here for the first two topics. According to Redfin, just 1% of the nation's homes have changed hands this year. It's the lowest share in at least a decade, people are actually holding on to their homes. They don't want to sell them. Who would have thought that when we go out and print a whole bunch of money and we create inflationary times, Americans actually want a real asset? Who would have thought they want something that is almost indestructible and that they can use? When I say almost indestructible, I'm referring to the last four decades of home appreciation. Home prices have gone up each of the last four decades by either 30% or more. 30% would be the low, right? 40%, 48% would be the high. That's the 90s, 2000s, 2010s, and so far in the 2020s, we're up over 40%. So of course, of course people want real estate. Of course people want to own their home. It's one of the best hedges against inflation. It's one of the best ways to actually create generational wealth in your family. So only 14 of every 1,000 homes have changed hands in the first half of 2023. That's compared to 19 of every 1,000 homes in the same period in the year 2019. So first half uh, during the same period, so first half of 2019, 19 of 1,000 homes, because the first half is, that's critical, right? First half of the year, you're going to see more homes turn over than the second half. So first half of the year for 2019, you had 19 of 1,000 and the first half so far of this year, 14 of every 1,000 homes have changed hands. That's a significant jump, okay? That, that is pretty big when you go from 14 to 19. The turnover rate for large suburban homes has declined even more. 16 of every 1,000 suburban homes with at least four bedrooms have turned over to a new owner in 2023, down from 24 of every 1,000 in 2019, smaller single-family homes in urban areas are hardest to find. Just 11 of every 1,002 and three-bedroom urban homes have changed hands in 2023. California has the slimmest pickings of any U.S. state, with just about six of every 1,000 homes in San Jose selling in 2023. San Jose is hot. We saw yesterday one of the most affluent markets in the country. Uh, similar to the low turnover rates in Oakland, San Diego, and other California metros, New Newark, New Jersey, uh, Nashville, Austin, homebuyers have the easiest time finding homes right now, relatively speaking, with more than 20 of every 1,000 homes in each of those metros selling this year. So what does this all mean? Is it going to get easier or harder to start to find a home? Well, the housing starts while they're up. They're certainly not going to replace a $2 million to $7 million deficit. That's the range that most have reported. Of course, Zillow reports about a $4.5 million affordable 
home deficit. We're certainly not building anywhere near that rate. And as more homeowners get get this lock-in effect that we talked about yesterday because of where their rate is, remember 91% of outstanding mortgages are less than 6% on the 30-year fixed. Uh, so as more until the rate comes down, until we get some more inventory, this story will continue. You're going to have fewer homes turn over. We've also been trending upwards on the tenure that someone actually stays in their home up over 10 years, close to 12 years in many areas across the country. I've got some charts down below. You can get these in BAMX every single day. We upload our daily download all in one place, nice and neat and organized for you. And all you got to do is use the code Jerome in honor of Jerome Powell and his big FOMC meeting, which is happening one week from today. So we're going to do 10% through the FOMC meeting, uh, July 25th and 26th. You get 10% off of BAMX where you get all of our daily downloads, including this one on the screen, uh, all of our courses, live streams, and private Facebook group, direct access to myself and the BAM team. Home listings disappear during the pandemic. So you've got uh, these listings disappearing, which is uh, creating a lower turnover rate. Okay, this shows you where we were in 2012 at a higher turnover rate than today. Think about 2012. Very few people could actually go out and buy a home. The bank's uh, guidelines created an environment in 2012 where very few homes were selling, but less are selling today. That number rose all the way into uh, 2018 and 2019 before taking a dip early 2020, increasing the turnover rate, of course, late 2021 and 22, and then following a nosedive here recently because in the last 12 months, talked about this yesterday on the stream, we have the lowest new listing total of all time in the last 12 months. How hard is it for Americans to find a home? Well, it's this home. Uh, it's this hard. This is for each category. Suburban, rural, single-family, four-bedroom homes. In 2023, uh, you had 16 out of 1,000 properties change hands. When in 2019, you had almost 24. That's a 32.7% shift. Think about that. 2019, I can't tell you how many times, and I don't know, let me know in the comments, uh, agents, if you found a similar conversation in 2019 or the years before that, hey, I don't want the four-bedroom plus. I don't want the five-bedroom. I want three-bedroom, maybe a den, walkable to downtown. I want something to easy to maintain, maybe one-story one living, and then all of a sudden 2020 happened, and it's, can I get two floors? What? There, there's all these five-bedroom homes uh, that used to be available. Are any of those available now? I need more space. I need a finished basement. I need outdoor living. I need all of this space that we didn't necessarily see as a trend from 2015 to, say, 2019. It's a 32% drop, according to this chart. This is Redfin analysis. This this whole entire chart, it's fascinating. It goes through each category. It's, it's, it's available for you in the daily downloads today for BAMX members, uh, Redfin analysis of MLS listings, as well as HUD's urbanization perception, small area index. So the two combined uh, to, to put together this information, suburban, rural, single family, two and three bedroom homes, a 29.3% drop. That's how much harder it is 
for an American to find that category of home. Overall, you've got a 27.7% drop. Uh, urban single family, two and three bedroom homes, you get a 25.5% drop. And uh, urban single family, four plus bedroom homes, 25.2% drop. There was a time, I'm telling you, there was a time there from 2015 to 2019 where I just didn't think the 8,000, 7,000 square foot home really had a significant place in a lot of suburban communities anymore. You, you had family sizes getting smaller, not bigger. You had more owners of these homes as empty nesters. And so it was creating, certainly in the Northeast, a glut of this type of inventory. And then all of a sudden, 2020 came and you've got millennials growing family size saying, I'll take it even though I got two kids. I'll, I'll roll with 7,000 square feet after experiencing one year in 2020 uh, locked into the home. And then people get used to the space. Right? Hey, I kind of kind of like having two offices, a, a movie room, and, and a couple bedrooms and a spare room uh, for the mother-in-law. It kind of makes sense, right? And so you've seen that trend go back. And these homes now are much harder to find. Uh, the home that's dropped the lowest would be urban condo townhomes, four plus bedrooms. So that's a that's probably a niche category, urban condos and townhomes that are four plus bedrooms. You don't see a lot of condos, townhomes that are in the four plus bedroom home. Uh, but even those have dropped 16.3% harder to find than they previously were. Uh, if you want to pick through this, and it might be uh, good information for you for your database or for, for you for uh, advising some of your clients, it's available down below in for the BAMX members in one link. Okay, so uh, we're down to 1% of the nation's homes changing, home, changing hands. It's the lowest share in a decade, and I don't see any signs of that turning. It's one of the reasons all of the bears in the housing market since 2020 have been proven wrong. If they say the same thing year over year, which they've been saying for three years now, home prices are going to go down, it's going to crash, eventually they might be right. Or maybe not. Maybe people have just decided in this country that they're going to stop wasting their money on crap and start putting it in a place that they can get guaranteed decade over decade appreciation on their money. I'm not a financial advisor, but when we just look at the data, that's what's happened in the last four decades, as I referenced before. And Redfin reports that homes are selling for near record highs as supply falls to this new low. Demand continues to pick up. Okay, the median sale price was just 1.5% below its all-time high in June. So this June, 1.5% below its all-time high. The average home sold for above its list price for the first time in roughly a year. So despite everything that's happened, despite 7% interest rates, home prices month over month continue to go up, not down. The number of homes for sale fell 15% to an all-time low in June, all-time low in June. Uh, the biggest decline in two years is elevated rates kept sellers on the sidelines. Demand is inching up as house hunters uh, used get used to high mortgage rates pending sales posted their biggest monthly increase increase since 2020. I've got a chart here from Redfin that you should grab because I left the, the top paragraph in there so you can grab this whole thing. Uh, th this might be good information. If somebody, hey, is it the right time? Can I get the most money right now for my home? Of course you can. A record low number of homes for sale combined with an uptick in buyer demand 
propped up housing prices in June as uh, elevated mortgage rates kept buyers on the sideline. The median U.S. home price was for sales $426,056 in June. That's only $6,341 below the all-time high of $432,397,000 set in May of 2022. Essentially, this month right here that we just went through, June, is the second highest month in the history for median sale price. Certainly, in the last year, you had a decline on uh, in some markets. Some markets didn't experience this decline here uh, that, that we're looking at, this kind of V-shaped in, this, in the uh, winter months. We know Austin did uh, and others. But uh, we're back out on track. We're back going up. When we look at uh, what's going to happen in the future, if this inventory continues to stay low, I would expect more of the same. I'd expect more of these kind of peaks and valleys that you see here. Okay, so I would anticipate that what you saw here, I'm, I'm in the camp that we'll see this kind of again here in the winter. You know, some type of another peak, but could, but could we have a record-setting peak in 2024 as interest rates come down, and then again in 2025? This is just crystal ball living. Uh, I think that this could potentially happen, where we are buying today below tomorrow's peak. Okay, I think that's practically a guarantee that you're buying today below the next all-time peak, especially if you just look at the last four decades. So when somebody is asking us the question, asking a real estate advisor, a consultant, a real estate agent, a broker, the question, well, am I buying too high? Well, you're certainly buying below the next peak based on the last four decades, based on all of uh, the history we have with this U.S. housing market. And just based off of just the last year's data, that we set a peak in 2022 and we're already near that peak price in one month in June. In fact, it's the second highest month ever recorded. So how long do you want to wait? How long are you willing to wait? Are you willing to wait for more competition for the homes that are available? Because that's what undoubtedly will happen as interest rates drop. There will be more competition. Yes, there should be, hopefully, some more of these, which are listings coming to the market. The lack of homes for sale is fueling these bidding wars, and we've seen new listings completely decline. Uh, total number of homes for sale, in fact, dropped 15% year over year to an all-time low in June. It's the biggest annual decline in nearly two years. It's largely uh, because these rising rates have kept homeowners from selling. So, yes, rising interest rates will create more inventory, so more opportunities for this competition. We want to make sure that they understand that, but how quickly will they be absorbed with the pent up demand? Could you imagine a scenario where they're absorbed even quicker than today? I certainly can with how much pent up demand. Have you gone into a home or, or made an offer, Mr. and Mrs. Buyer, where we've experienced 20 or 30 other offers competing? Do you think if we get some decent inventory in the market, you're likely to see more of the same in this price range? Once they come to that realization and, and ask themselves the question, do I want to wait two years for an increase in inventory and cost myself more money in the process, 
or do I want to go ahead and make this move today? You may be able to get some people to make the, the move. And ultimately, they're buying below tomorrow's peak. New listings fell 30.6% from a year earlier to roughly 450,000. We talked about this yesterday. Lowest level and largest annual decline on record aside from April 2020 when the onset of the panty brought the housing market to a halt. All right. Uh, that's what's happened. But what is about to happen? Let's take a quick look back at Goldman Sachs and what they're projecting, not only for the next couple of years, we talked about that last week, but what does Goldman Sachs think is going to happen to housing prices over the next four years? This is the U.S. economics analyst. I've dropped it down below in BAMX, where you can get all of the hot sheet daily downloads each and every day. They have output and spending predictions, housing market, which we're going to go over now, inflation, labor market, government finance, and financial indicators. But let's just take a look at the housing market over the next four years. Uh, according to Case Shiller Home Prices percent year-over-year -year change, Goldman Sachs believes we'll have a 1.3% increase this year. Okay, so we're going to end the year up 1.3%, despite the fact that year-over-year -year has gone into the negatives, according to Case Shiller. 2024, 1.7% for 2024. That's an increase again. 2025, 2.4%, and 2026, 3.8%. Remember, these projections uh, are on top of each other. So 1.3% this year, 1.7% is on top of that number, 2.4 is on top of that number, and 3.8 is on top of that number. So how many record-setting years are we going to have? It looks like three in a row to me. Once you compound that out, 2004, 2005, 2006, for national home prices, according to this Goldman Sachs uh, outlook into the future using the gold standard of Case Schiller. Okay, uh, just some other measurements that they've got here. Just while we're here, they do believe the uh, CPI consumer price index average will be three this year. Last year was six, four, seven point two year over year change. That is and uh, two point eight for 24, 2.4 for 2005. Uh, 25 and 2.4 for 2026 core cpi 3.8 3.0 2.5 2.5 uh so they do see inflation going nowhere but down over the next uh three and a half years on a consistent basis which is great news for what we're looking forward to next week what jerome powell and uh the fomc is going to do on july 25th tuesday one week from today and Wednesday, we'll all be waiting for that. The markets have priced over 90% chance that they will, in fact, raise the federal interest rate. You can use the word Jerome to get 10% off your BAMX subscription today. And maybe you can use that savings to invest in some commercial real estate. I don't know. I don't know if I would do that. I probably wouldn't after watching uh, what's been happening to commercial real estate. And the New York Magazine says the commercial real estate is worthless. Take a look at this. This is very similar and reminiscent to the Bloomberg graphic that we did maybe a month, month and a half ago for San Francisco. Of course, we talked about San Francisco yesterday. I did get some comments. Well, why are you beating up on San Francisco? It's not just San Francisco. It's everywhere. San Francisco is just the 
just the heart of this problem. And they started way ahead of everybody else in New York. You've got one Penn Plaza at 645,000 square feet available, two Penn Plaza, 1.3 million square feet available, Hudson Yards, more than 2.5 million square feet available. Hudson Yards is pretty nice. It was just down there earlier this year. Uh, five times square, 70% vacant. 220 West 42nd Street, vacant tower turned into migrant housing. Two Manhattan West just opened, 2 million square feet available, no big deal. 29 West 35th Street, 41 million mortgage default. More of those coming if these vacancies hold true. Garment District uh, teaming with foreclosure. Uh, they're looking at foreclosures there in the Garment District. And then 1740 Broadway, Blackstone gives the keys away. You ever think you'd see that? Blackstone, oh, we don't need it. Take the, take the property. We got enough. And we don't think the value is going to be there in the future for us to hold on. Oh, we've got another one, 420, uh, 452 5th Ave. HSBC fled for less space at Hudson Yards, where they probably were able to negotiate since there's 2.5 million square feet available. We'll continue to track this story. Uh, I believe this is the only real estate crisis in our future. It'll be interesting to see. We, we do see that some banks are trying to work with these uh with these investors who own these properties now we'll see if that continues as over 2 trillion 2.5 trillion becomes due in the next 24 months for refinances we'll see how much uh they actually get done in that time frame to avoid a crisis but that crisis certainly isn't in single family housing uh, Lenny says, I am subscribed. Where do I get the daily downloads? Great question, Lenny. When you go into your dashboard on BAM X, if you scroll down about, uh, I don't know, maybe three quarters of the page, you will see your hot sheet daily downloads. Once you sign in on your dashboard, uh, every day there will be a new, uh, place card that says today's daily downloads. You click that. And then there's a PDF of all of the day's daily downloads inside of there. Uh, Lenny, if you have a question, email jill at nowbam.com if you have trouble finding it. But you should see it. It'll say hot sheet daily downloads. Uh, there'll be a slide there. And there's, there's a PDF link right below that for each and every day. Uh, but if you do have a problem, email jill at nowbam.com. And she will get you straightened out right uh, way. Let's see what the 30-year fix did yesterday. And if that is straightening out, so far, we are staying below 7% on the Mortgage News Daily survey. 6.9% yesterday in line with where we thought after taking a look at the 10-year. And the 10-year, as we await more economic data and inflation data and what the FOMC is going to do next week, it's actually down today. That's a good sign. Could we start trending towards a six and three quarter range on the 30 year fix as we follow the 10 year? Right now we're at six, seven, or I'm sorry, three, seven, seven, seven on the uh on the 10 year fix. So we'll see what happens today with that and how that will impact the 30-year fix. The markets, Dow and, and SP are both up here to start the day while the NASDAQ is down just slightly. Uh, nothing, nothing too major happening 
there in the world of stocks. Dow rose 100 points as try, uh, traders try to shake off weak retail sales numbers, which just came in. By the way, Goldman Sachs did also, on top of that uh, housing outlook we took a look at, cut its odds of a U.S. recession in the next year from 25% down to 20%. So the news continues to get a little bit rosier, which is what we all would like to see. Hope everybody has a great Tuesday. Hope you join me in BAMX. Lenny, if you got a problem finding that stuff, you should, should be able to find it. Again, email jill at nowbam.com. Uh, let's have a great week, and we'll see you back here tomorrow, as well as on, on the Real Word Pod today at 2 o'clock on the channel. So subscribe up if you're not subscribed to the channel. We're really trying to build these subs. So if you're a lurker on the hot sheet, consider hitting the subscription. We've got a great podcast coming out at 2 um, and we'll be back here tomorrow for the hot sheet. Until then, toodle low.